Church family, uh, I want to thank you for this opportunity uh, to come before you and to preach and to be ordained this morning. Uh, if you would have asked me a year and a half ago if uh, I would meet at Cracker Barrel at, uh, before the doors open, which a lot of times was 601, uh, we beat Cracker Barrel opening. I never thought that that would ever happen in a million years. I would tell you that I would, uh, I would think about it, pray about it, and get back with you. Well, <laughs> here I am. Uh, so uh, I want to thank the, the pastors and deacons for investing their time and their knowledge uh, in me this past year. I have grown tremendously over this past year of studying. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, let's get started this morning. Uh, our word can be found in 1 Peter 5, chapter, or chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. If you would stand as we read together. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and as a witness of the suffering of Christ. As well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have. Not for shameful game, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you, uh, who, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's pray this morning. God, I come before you a humble man. God, I ask this morning that, uh, God, that you would speak through me. God, that you would give me the words that I need to say. God, I thank you for God, for using someone like me, such a sinful creature, God, to, to lead your people. And God, I pray that I will do that this morning. God, I pray that I will do that with my life. God, and God as I'll be an example, God, God, I thank you. God, be with us now. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, church, I'm, I'm charged with the responsibilities to explain to you the commands of being an elder. As such, these are commands that I'm willingly accepting today in this ordination, humbly as it may be. Who better for us to receive these commands from than Peter? He learned them at the feet of Jesus. This is the same guy that Jesus said he would build his church upon. In Matthew 16. This makes him a great example on learning about eldership. Let's take a look at the, uh, at the charges that Peter lays before us. Uh, from this text, we see six commands. The first one we see is to be a shepherd of God's flock. The image of a shepherd and his flock provides us a picture of the way God cared for his people. A prime example of this uh, can be found in Exodus 
where he leads the Israelites out of Egypt, provides for their, he guides them through the desert and provides for their every need. This image also serves as a model for human leaders. God cares for his people as shepherds care for his flock. Human leaders are to lead men as shepherds lead his flock. In the Old Testament, priests were to serve as shepherds for God's flock. Though they were unfaithful, this was always a picture of how God would care for his people through appointed human leaders. A shepherd should be able to protect, feed, guide, and correct his sheep. Likewise, as ordained elders in the church, I am to protect the church from inside and outside harm. As an ordained elder in the church, uh, uh, we see this in Acts 20. Uh, Paul is warning the Ephesian elders about wolves. They would come and twist words and, co- and cause division within the church. We are to remain alert, church. Next time to feed the church. This is where preaching and teaching would come in. The main way I would do this through leading worship. Uh, if, you, uh, if you study or if you look at the words uh, as, as we lead, uh, of course, Andrew will lead uh, here in just a few minutes, but if you really look at the words, uh, it's almost like a mini sermon every time that we sing. So technically, I preach three to four sermons before Cody or for our pastors come up and speak. So just, you know, letting you know that I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you. I'm sorry, pastor. I just had to put that. So it is a, it is a mini sermon and I would, that's, that's how I would, uh, that's how I would lead you. Uh, and of course, uh, as the deacons and the staff uh, will confirm on this, I, I do feel like a strong call into the ministry and a, and a, a strong call to, to preach and uh, I know this is my first time preaching for you guys, and, and thank you all for uh, being easy on me. Um, but uh, I will get better, I promise. Uh, next, I'm responsible to God. This will require me to seek what is best for the church through what God's holy word directs us to do. A shepherd seeks what is best for his flock, even at the expense of what is best for himself. And lastly, I'm, at, I'm to, uh, to correct the sheep. This is something that takes great care and love, but is commanded by Jesus in Matthew 18. Like Jesus the good shepherd, a shepherd is not to make it his goal to scold, but is, gently, but is to gently and graciously guide them to obedience and faithfulness. A shepherd corrects because he loves. Church family, before you and before God, I resolve to protect, feed, God, love, and correct for the building of God's kingdom and the good of Iron City. I won't do it perfectly. I won't. I promise you that. I will not do it perfectly, but I will, church, with all my heart. I will do this with all my heart. Second we see here is uh, do not pursue shameful game. Church, I have often said, uh, and I've said this to the personnel committee, I've said this to the staff, to the deacons, uh, especially when I was uh, being interviewed for this ministry position. Ministry is, is something that, that I want to do for the rest of my life, and it's something that I would do uh, for free if I could. But Holly and Mason would not like that very much. So thank you, church family, for being able to provide for me and my family. Uh, the Bible does, does not condemn the paying of ministers. 
But in 1 Timothy 6, Paul has some very strong words for pastors who pursue shameful game, always showing it as a sign of false prophets. But shameful game can be a variety of things, such as seeking a title, taking bribes, making a decision to be liked rather than to be holy. The title elder should not be taken for any other reason than for the glory of God. Church family, before you and before God, I resolve to work not for shameful game, but for the contentment and security in Christ, for the building of God's kingdom and the good of Iron City. I won't do this perfectly, but I will do this with all my heart. Third, we see here uh, to be eager to serve. Church family, I want you to know this morning that I do not serve you because I have to, but because of an internal willingness and love implanted by God for God's people. To put it simply, God has commanded me to serve. This is easy for me to do because I love my church family and I can't do anything else but follow God's call in my life. Church family, before you and before God, I resolve to be eager to serve for the building of God's kingdom and the better, betterment of Iron City. I won't do this perfectly, but I will do this with all my heart. Fourth, we see here, not to lord over those entrusted to you. I can see Peter remembering uh, the mother of James and John and Matthew uh, coming up to Jesus and asking uh, about where her sons would be in the kingdom. What a learning opportunity uh, this must have been for Peter to sit here and to witness Jesus explain. This is Jesus' words here. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercising authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We see Jesus, the Son of God, saying that he came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus, as the, as the chief shepherd, is the example of how his under-shepherds should serve the church. Jesus did not lead a, uh, as a harsh tyrant, but as a servant leader, setting the example. Jesus not only told his disciples what they were to do, but he showed them through his life. This is what the elders are to do. We are to tie a towel around our waist and wash feet so that the church might follow our example. We tell them how to live a godly life, but we show them how to live a godly life. And they will follow. This is a statement that should not only apply to elders, but to every believer in here. So church family, before you and before God, I resolve not to lord over those entrusted to me, but to serve alongside you for the building of God's kingdom and the good of Iron City. I won't do this perfectly, but I will do this with all my heart. Fifth, we see here uh, to be an example to the flock. Church, this is a calling on my life. It's not one that I take lightly, but one that I take with great fear and trembling. I know that I will be watched in every aspect of my life as I should be. We're living in a world where people are losing more and more faith in the leaders of the church. The last thing I want to do, church, the last thing I want to do 
has become a stumbling block. Paul says in 1 Timothy 3 that an elder must be above reproach. That is, an elder must live his life so that he is, that he is protected from temptation and beyond question in areas of purity, godliness, and humility. You may question my decision. You may question my, my wisdom in areas. But I should live in a way that leaves no question in your mind that I love God with all my heart and I am seeking to, hon- to honor him in everything that I do. I charge you, church and leaders, to help hold me accountable to the commands that Peter is giving here. I want to join with Paul and say, follow me as I follow Christ. If that is not the example that I'm setting, it is your responsibility, pastors, church, deacons, elders, to correct me. Correct me in love. Be gentle. <laughs> Lastly, we see here uh, the sixth command that he gives. Clothe ourselves with humility. To all the church, we are to clothe ourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In 1 Peter 5, we see clothe yourself. This is something that I was able to read over a lot of times and, and just you know, clothe yourself was something that I, I, just, I would just, just pass through, not really even uh, studying it. And, and so there's, even, even this morning, there's so many, in these five verses, there's so much information uh, that I, I am trying my best to cut it short. Uh, but clothe yourself, is two words that just stood out to me, and, and I was able to study those this week. Uh, it's a rare, a rare word that refers to a slave putting on an apron before serving a master. We see a great example of this uh, in John where Jesus washes the filthy, unworthy feet of the disciples. Humility is the posture of godliness. And we must humble ourselves with one another, realizing we aren't as what we should be either. We must be patient with each other as Christ is patient with us. We should be gentle with each other, uh, knowing how often ourselves deserve rebuke. Humility is what the Spirit honors to bring unity in the body. Let us be humbled together. Church family, before you and before God, I resolve to clothe myself with humility for the building of God's kingdom and the, and the good of Iron City. I won't do this perfectly. I won't. But I will do this with all my heart. In closing this morning, Uh, we have seen the commands that Peter has set before us. He has set us up to be great leaders and elders of the church. It is our responsibility to take these commands and charges and apply them to our lives. Today, I take that charge upon my life. And there are some among you that are being called to take this same charge. Don't hinder that call in your life this morning. And church family, as I close, I pray that you never, listen to me, listen to me this morning. I pray that you never for one second question how much I love you and how much you mean to me. It is an honor to serve alongside you for the gospel 
this morning, I love you, church, and I want you to know that. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve here at Iron City. Let's pray. God, I just thank you. Once again, God, I am so unworthy. God, I'm such a sinful creature. But God, you chose to use me. God, you have, uh, I, have, I have grown so much this past year. I thank you for this church, God. I thank you for their heart, God, that they would, uh, God, allow me to, to serve and to, uh, God, help me grow. God, I, I pray that, that they would continue to do that. God, as we, uh, as we go throughout the rest of this service, God, I pray that you would just, uh, God, continue to move throughout this place. God, I thank you. God, I praise you. Be with us now. In Christ's name, amen.